you ever had that moment in your life where you figured that you had something, you had it figured out, right? You had thought about it, perhaps it was something that you looked at and you had said, okay, I, I think I've got a handle on how this works, I've, I've got it figured out, only to find out that not only were you wrong, but you had it completely backwards. My guess is you've had one or two of those experiences in your life, maybe more, right? Where you, you thought you had everything figured out, that you, you had a handle on the situation, and then just as quickly that was completely robbed from you, and you were left in that, that state of not only confusion, but a, a, perhaps a, a bit of unsteadiness, uh, a bit of uncertainty, because what you thought was to be true, and what you thought you had figured out, wasn't accurate. In fact, what became crystal clear was that you really didn't have any idea, perhaps, what was going on or how things actually worked. Nicodemus thought he had it all figured out. We're told in the very first verse in, in chapter 3 that he was a, a man of the Pharisees, a member of the Jewish ruling council. Nicodemus was a scribe, and so as such was a man who, who knew God's word. He, he knew the Old Testament very, very well. As a member of the Pharisees and, and the Jewish ruling council, he was one of those people that, that other people looked to for answers because they figured, because of who Nicodemus was and the schooling he had had and the things he had done in life, Nicodemus had it figured out. He knew what it meant to be a part of God's kingdom and one of God's people. Nicodemus had it all put together and, and figured out. And then we're told that one night he goes and talks to Jesus. It might have been because perhaps he was a bit afraid of what others would think if he went and talked to Nicodemus. Maybe a bit more likely is Nighttime was when you'd, you'd go and you'd have those quiet conversations with people about things that were deep, things that required thought and reflection. And Nicodemus had been observing Jesus, been listening to what Jesus had said, saw that Jesus had been doing a number of different miraculous things, and, and acknowledges such, right? In the, in the very first words that Nicodemus says to Jesus is, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Here was the, the man who represented the best of, of Jewish religion and knowledge, and he comes to Jesus and says, I recognize <clears throat> that because of what you are doing, <coughs> because of what you are doing, you have to be from God. Because no one could do the things that you were doing if God were not with him. So maybe it was that Nicodemus had a few questions of his own, just as he had been studying the Old Testament and saw a, a prophet who seemed to be from God and said, oh, I'll go see what he's like. Perhaps Nicodemus was going to find out exactly what Jesus was teaching and what he would say. And Jesus responds to Nicodemus' statement of, we recognize that you are from God because of the things that you are doing with this. I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God 
unless he is born again. Nicodemus, no one is part of God's kingdom unless he's born again. Well, that must have at least caused Nicodemus a a moment to stop and think. Because as a Pharisee and as a, a as a scribe, as one who was on that Jewish ruling council, Nicodemus had figured, I've got this figured out. I know how to become a member of God's kingdom, right? By virtue of my birth as a a child of Abraham, I am a member of God's people. Because of how I am keeping God's laws, certainly I am a member of God's kingdom. Right? I've got this figured out. I'm loving God first. I'm loving my neighbor. I'm doing all of these things. And, and that shows I've got to be part of his kingdom. And Jesus says, Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you aren't part of God's kingdom. And so Nicodemus responds, I'm sure how you and I would. Well, how in the world does that work? Certainly you, you can't enter your mother's womb a second time and be born again. And nor do we, we also know that's not exactly what Jesus was talking about, right? He was talking about and telling Nicodemus that the only way to become part of God's kingdom was to be spiritually reborn. And that being part of God's kingdom had nothing to do with who you were, Or all the things that you have done. In fact, God really didn't look at any of that as far as being, this is how you became a member of God's kingdom. Instead, God looked at something completely different. Something that Nicodemus had never really even considered before. Nicodemus thought he had it figured out. He knew how to become a member of God's kingdom. And all of a sudden, Jesus, with just a few words, completely rocks Nicodemus' boat where Nicodemus thought he knew one thing, only to quickly realize, listening to Jesus, that things were far different. Now, my guess is, you and I are in a much different boat than Nicodemus. Right? I'm, I'm fairly certain that there aren't any of you here that are looking at, at, at your life and saying, I know how to become a member of God's kingdom. I am a member of God's kingdom because of all the things I do. Right? I volunteer, I serve, I help out at church, I give money, I help out the poor, I'm doing all these things. And because of that, I am a member of God's kingdom. That God is looking at me and saying, boy, look how well Ben is doing. He's a member of my kingdom now. My guess is we listen to Jesus' words here and we hear him being talked, we hear him talking about how we are born again of water and the Spirit, right? And what pops into our minds is our baptism, where we were washed with water and God said, as you were washed with that water, connected with God's word, your sin was forgiven, right? God put his name on you, he declared you his own and made you part of God's kingdom. My bet is that all of us would look and say, I am a member of God's kingdom, not because of who I am, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus has done for me. Unfortunately, that hasn't stopped us from falling into the same line of thought that Nicodemus has. 
how easy it is for us to look at the things we do and do it because, well, I'm sure God's going to at least be a little happy with me. God's going to show a little more favor if I do these things instead of these things. Right? If, I, if I'm in church every Sunday, God's going to see that and it's going to reflect better on me. Why do I go to Bible class and Sunday school? Well, I, not only do other people see me, but God sees. How easy it is for you and I to begin to look at the things that we do in life and describe, this is how God is going to love me more. That's what Nicodemus was doing, right? Ultimately, that was at the, the heart and the root of, of where the Jews went off, off, the, off course as far as seeing Jesus as their Savior. They had these laws from God that said, boy, you do this, this is how God wants you to live, right? And the Jews would look at that and go, okay, I'm going to live by this, and if I do this, then God is going to be happy with me. And the Pharisees, they went a step further and said, not only am I going to do these, I'm going to add a whole bunch more to this, and then God's going to be really happy with me. Why is it that on Sundays you come here? My guess is there's at least a little part of it that says, well, this is what makes God happy. And by doing that, I'm going to make God happy, and that's, going to, that's good for me if God's happy with me. Why do I go to Sunday school and Bible class? Why do I open my Bible every day? Why do I show love to my neighbor and my spouse and my family? Sometimes I think because it makes my life easier. This is how God, I can make God happy because I'm doing what he said and that's no different than where Nicodemus was. And so in order to help Nicodemus see this, he talks about being born again and says, God's kingdom doesn't come to you because of what you do. It doesn't come to you because of who you are. God isn't more loving and more happy to you, happy about you because of who you are. God loves you simply because that's who he is. He's love. And that's how he welcomes you into his kingdom, is just simply through his love, not because of anything you've done. And so he points Nicodemus to this second birth, right? And he says, Spirit, flesh gives birth to flesh, right? You are born in sin. Sinful nature begin, begats sinful nature. But the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Right? Through the working of the Holy Spirit in the Gospel, through the working of the Holy Spirit as that Gospel is connected with water, God comes to you in love and says, I have sent a Savior a Savior who provides for you a rescue you needed from your sin. And he comes in the waters of baptism, through the words of the gospel, and he comes and he convinces you in your heart to trust God's words. Right? To be fully convinced that what God has told you in his word about his son is true convinces you in your heart that when some water is, is applied to your head in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's not just a, a nice ritual or a nice thing that we, we do at church to, to make us feel good, because, but there, a miracle takes place where sin is forgiven, right? Faith is created in a person's heart. A, a, a person is spiritually reborn, 
and made a part of God's kingdom. And Jesus explains this to Nicodemus and, and then goes so far as to say, and it's all building up to this point where the Son of Man is coming. He comes from heaven and he's, he's raised up like the, the bronze snake that Moses raised up in the desert. Right? Telling Nicodemus, who's standing here in front of you, who's the one who God has sent to free you from sin. In fact, this is how much God loved you, right? And he, he used those words that are so familiar. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, because God's son didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus goes and tells Nicodemus, you thought you had it all figured out as far as how you became a member of God's kingdom, but you couldn't have been further from the truth. The way you become a member of God's kingdom is through his son and through what his son has done for you. And it's no different for you and me. We know the truth. I'm a member of God's kingdom because of what my, son, my Savior has done for me, because of the salvation my God has provided me. And so you and I strive now as we look at our lives to kick out that part of us that, that looks at the things we do and think, well, God will love me more if I do this. Because God doesn't love me more because of what I do. Nor does God love me less because of what I do. God loves me more than I can ever imagine, and he showed it to me by sending his son, which begins to change then why you and I do the things that we do. Why do you come to church here regularly on Sundays? Not so much to, sh to, to try and earn God's love, not so much to say, well, this is what God commanded me to do. But I come here to do this, right? To, to hear God's word proclaimed, to reflect on my, my own inability to keep it, and then to hear that glorious message from God that sin is forgiven because of what my Savior has done. I come here on Sundays to hear about the way God has provided for my salvation. Because in doing that, I'm, I'm reminded and, and, and told that my sin is forgiven. It picks up my spirits, and God strengthens me and gets me ready for another week of going out into a world and living as his child. Why would you come here and get up an hour early on a day where you could sleep in, but instead come for worship or for, for Sunday school and Bible class at 9? Same reason, isn't it? So that I can dig deeper into God's word and marvel at with my fellow believers God's love for me? So that I can dig deeper into God's word and have a, a better knowledge of, of God's kingdom and how God makes me part of his kingdom and, and grow in that and through that have my faith strengthened? Isn't it the same reason why you and I read and study God's word each and every day? Not so much because we know, well, this is going to get me in God's good graces a little more, but because as a child of God, this is what I do. I begin to look at, at all the different aspects of my Christian life as a, as a child of God and go, why is it that I strive to, 
to live those fruits of the Spirit, to be more patient and kind and exercise self-control. Not so much in order to secure my salvation, but as a result of what my God has done for me. Everything I do as a child of God is a result of me being already part of God's kingdom, not as a way for me to look and say, well, if I do this, God will be happy. God will love me more. God will throw me a little more goodness my way. Because that's not how God works. What a wonderful thing to regularly gather together, huh? Together with your fellow Christians at worship and at Bible class, to, to gather together and simply sit with your, at home with, with your God and listen to his word and be reminded how you and I become part of God's kingdom. Not because of what we do, not because of who we are, but marvel at the fact that you and I are part of God's kingdom because God has provided his salvation for us. In love, he sent his son. In love, he calls us his children. In love, he sends us out. Amen. Our Savior Lutheran Church is located on the south side of Birmingham off Highway 280. We are on Dunnett Valley Road, about three quarters of a mile east of Treetop Family Adventure and Sports Blast. Our Sunday services begin at 10.15 with Sunday School and Bible Class at 9 o'clock. We welcome visitors and hope to see you soon. For more information, please visit our website at OurSaviorBirmingham.com. Click on Sermons at the top of the page for a copy of today's service folder. You can also find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.